So we're finishing up our sermon series today. It's called It's Not Fair. It is one of the lessons that we learn early in life, is it not? From the time we come out of the womb, we begin being introduced to this idea that life often isn't fair. For instance, when the latest fashion trends don't look good on you, it's not fair. When bad things happen to good people, it's not fair. When your football coach is talking trash online all week about how we're going to beat Alabama and then you don't back it up and do it, it's not fair. Chances are over the three weeks that we've been talking about this idea of fairness, you've come up in your own mind with ideas and examples in your own life where life just hasn't always been fair. We've been looking at the lectionary passages from the Gospel of Matthew over these three weeks, and one of the things that we begin to see that Jesus is doing is that he is challenging our notions of what is fair. Our passage today comes from Matthew chapter 20 verses 1 through 16 and the title of this particular passage of scripture is the parable of the workers. Now, with all due respect to the biblical editors and translators, the ones who make the decisions about what we ought to call each of these stories in the Scripture, I think they got this one wrong. This is really not about a story about the workers. This is a story about the vineyard owner who hires the workers. This is a story about the generosity and the grace of the vineyard owner who actually goes and hires these workers. It ought to be called the parable of the vineyard owner. Another thing I want to point out about this particular passage is that uh, this is not a story that's supposed to inform how you and I are supposed to pay people or how much we're supposed to be paid for what we do. This is not a story about wages, although if you take it at face value, it certainly might feel that way. Actually, this is a story Jesus says about the kingdom of heaven. This is actually a story about the grace of God. And what Jesus is trying to communicate to us here by using an everyday illustration is that the grace of God ultimately is a gift that there is nothing that you and I can do to earn it, that there is nothing that you and I can do to deserve it. What Jesus is really trying to say in this particular passage of Scripture is that there is a huge difference between the way the world works and the way the Lord works. And so he begins to flesh this out in his story. The story begins with a landowner. 
Now, for years, I used to think that this landowner must be extremely wealthy because of the way he just throws money around in this story. And yet, there seems to me to be a clue that might suggest that this particular landowner is not as wealthy as we might have thought him to be originally. And the clue that I find in the Scripture to suggest that this guy may not be the wealthiest guy in the world is the fact that this is the guy that gets up in his proverbial truck and goes down to the Home Depot to look for the day laborers, not just once, not just twice, but five times throughout the course of the day. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be extremely wealthy, but if I'm extremely wealthy, I'm telling you to go down there and pick up those day laborers, not just once, not just twice, but five times a day. So this, this guy, I think the point of that is this man is not going down there and offering people jobs and offering to pay them what he's uh, paying them because he has to. This guy is going down there offering those people jobs because he chooses to. It's a big difference. He chooses to go down there. Now, most of the time, uh, in Jesus' day, working on a farm, you could get by with just a few workers. But when it came time for harvest, you needed more people. They didn't have refrigeration. They didn't have industrial machinery like farmers do today that they could quickly reap the harvest. And so you had to get that harvest in before the food spoiled. And so it's clear that this landowner is, is trying to get the harvest in. He realizes he doesn't have enough people. So he gets up at the crack of dawn and he goes down to uh, pick up these workers at the, at the marketplace. Now, earlier I said Home Depot, when I have worked on mission trips, disaster response teams, and we've gone down, especially where there's been a hurricane or a tornado, if you drive by a Home Depot or a Lowe's in those communities after a natural disaster, you're going to see people just congregating in the parking lot. These are people that are looking for a job. These are people that desperately want work. They're hoping that some contractor comes by and says, I need you to complete the project for the day, won't you come with me? Now, I don't know this to be absolutely true in every single case, but I'm going to guess that if you get up at the crack of dawn to go wait in the marketplace for a job, there's a good chance that you really need the money. There's a good chance that you are really looking for work. There's a good chance that you have a reputation for being a good worker. There's a good chance that, that the best workers are there at the first of the day because they want a job. And the difference between missing that opportunity to work and getting the job might be the difference between providing for your family for the day or not providing for your family. So this man goes down and he negotiates a wage at 6 o'clock in the morning for these workers. These workers agree to the wage and then they go to begin work. Well, I'm guessing it's somewhere around 9 o'clock. The landowner realized, I still don't have enough people to get this harvest in today, so I need more workers. So he goes back down to the marketplace to get more workers. He does that not just at 9, but at 12 and at 3 and at 5. The people that are hired at 5 o'clock barely have time to get their hands dirty before it is time to end the day 
and for everybody to get paid. So the landowner organizes for the settling up of the accounts, and he instructs a manager to start by paying the folks that just got there one hour ago. Now, this achieves two things in Jesus' story. The first thing that it achieves is that it means those folks that have been there since 6 o'clock in the morning at the crack of dawn, they've already had a long day. It just got longer because now they have to wait for four other groups of people to get the wage before they get their wage. The second thing that doing it this way in the story achieves is that it means that everybody that's been working longer gets to hear and see how much the people that have only been there an hour get for the day's work. And when they are paid, they are paid the full day's wage. Now, can you imagine if you got there at 3 o'clock and you're saying, okay, that guy just paid the people who have been there one hour the full day's wage. I'm going to get more than they are. And then the people that got there at noon are going to say, hey, well, if they got this and the 3 o'clock got this, and I'm going to get more than them. You can imagine that the folks at 6 o'clock are absolutely counting the money before they get it. They are thinking they are going to walk away with a lot more money because he paid the guys that got there one hour before they quit the same thing that he offered them. And then all of a sudden... He realized, these other groups realized that they're getting paid the same amount. And it's just not fair. It makes me so mad to read this text because I think, man, if I'd been there all day long and you're going to pay those jokers uh, that showed up one hour before quitting time the same amount that you're going to pay me, it's going to be really hard for you to get eight hours of hard work out of me tomorrow. In fact, I may just lay around by the pool. I may go get a manicure or pedicure. I may just do whatever it is I want to do and then just show up right at the last. If you're going to hire people at 5 p.m. and pay them the same thing that you're going to pay the people that have been there all day, sign me up for that work. That's what I want to do. They are absolutely beside themselves that this... That, that it's so unfair that they're getting what they agreed to get, but, but it doesn't seem as much now knowing that those people that came at the end of the day got it all. And so they do what we would all do. They start complaining. They start griping. They start trying to help the landowner realize the injustice that's taking place here. It's not right, and it's not fair. And maybe if we complain loudly enough or longly enough that the landowner will make this unfairness fair. And yet, when the landowner finally speaks after they're done complaining, the landowner says, I haven't broken any laws. I haven't breached any contracts. I've given you exactly what I said that I would give you. I've given you exactly what you agreed to receive. I can do whatever I want because it is my money. And then he says, it may not seem fair to you, but maybe your idea of fairness just doesn't really work in this moment. God is not fair if you think you're always supposed to get what you deserve. I will tell you that now. 
God's not fair. If you think that you are always supposed to get what you deserve, God is always giving us more than we deserve. God is always giving us more than we deserve. If he didn't, if God didn't, guess what we'd find out? When you think about which of those work crews you're on, you'd be in the 5 p.m. crowd, not the 6 a.m. crowd. Because what you receive from God is never what you deserve from God. And God's way of fairness, all of us, all people, whether you come to God early or whether you come to God late, uh, deserve more than you receive or given more than you deserve. So it doesn't matter if you've been a member of this church for your whole life or whether you were baptized or joined the church last Sunday. You are precious to God, not because of how long you've been with God, but because you are beloved in the sight of God. It's a good thing that God's not fair when it comes to the way God issues out grace, mercy, and love. Because we all need more of those things than any of us could ever earn.